Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures, with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf or go to topgolf.com. Summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Jets Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings. You can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is especially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at liberty.edu. Drurians and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at druryhotels.com. And by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at the restaurant at 50 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. It's the show that we look at numbers and we look with our eyeballs to see what we see and see how they match up with the numbers we see on paper. Scott Strandy from the uh, Summer Skate Studio, which is on the move. It is in Kansas City, Missouri again tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll be back in Denver tomorrow. But my co-host is always Paul Hornstein out of beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, tonight's edition of Where's Waldo? Well, where in the heck is Carmen San Diego, which is about the only place you haven't been, by the way. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. That would be a good place to go right now. I'd be, oh, that is always a good place to go. Uh, is there any way I can? Yeah, I can tie that into hockey. The goals are there. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Yeah. Love it. You know, I mean, that's, but I mean, this is ridiculous. Every night, a different place here, there, everywhere. Well, that's what we do. In the Great West Hockey Conference. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, I was leaning towards the Great West Hockey Conference. It's something that's got to happen pretty darn soon for the NCAA teams that are independents and need a home. Let's find out. Let's figure out a way to get this done. Anyway. Well, um, we know how it can get done. It just. Yeah, we just know it'll never happen. <laughs> I know you well, never say never, but let's let's gracious. let's let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope that some of the people that we talk to that say that's the goal. I, I don't expect them to get there tomorrow, but holy smokes! Um, and that and that's unusual because you usually do expect things to happen quickly. Uh <laughs> not this. <laughs> I, I'm usually the one that says, "Hold on, wait a second, dude." <laughs> 
Yeah. You're the one well, that says, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, what I do say is that I just spent four days at the uh, USA Hockey Arena in Plymouth, Michigan, watching what I uh, confirmed. The numbers told me that that, were the, that was going to be the best 60 players in junior hockey ever assembled in the United States of America. My eyeballs told me it was. It was that good. Um, if there's a better group of players that have come together for a junior um, evaluation camp, I want to know when it was and who it was. Are you really going to – come on. I mean you, – you, Do you know can, one? Can, because I don't. <laughs> can, can you play a game first? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the game. I'm just telling you about what was the best group of players that I've seen compete to make a tournament team, and that tournament team was announced. We'll get to that in just oh, a little how bit. Many, how, how many teams at this level have you seen to be evaluated, by the way? Uh, quite a few, actually. They've been really? around 20, let's see, 25 years, 26 years now of the uh, U.S. National Team Development Program. Right. So uh, I've, I've seen, not, not in person, obviously, but I've seen a lot of teams put together, and I don't think that I've ever seen a group this deep. Um, and, and I thought when I made that statement, I thought I'd get a lot of uh, reaction from other people besides you because I knew I'd get that from you. But, well, um, as rightfully like so. He, John Van Beesbrook didn't argue with me. Nate Lehman didn't uh... argue with me. Chris Mayotte didn't argue with me. None of the players argued with me. Yeah, gee. Um, where? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, point B. Well, because they did select the rosters, the, the twenty, at least the twenty-two team, uh, twenty-seven players. They'll have to get down to twenty-five. We've gone over that uh, in last night's show and at nauseum off the the uh, podcast. We'll talk about it here in just a little bit. The Holinka. Gretzky tournaments going on. USA suffered a loss today. Paul. Yeah, they uh, surprised not... at that. Uh, they lost to the Finns. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say that losing to them is a surprise. Remember, these are high school kids. Yeah, seventeen and under. You know, or these are basically 17. high school kids. So I mean, yeah. come on. Um. You know, I, I don't think consistency is probably the name of the game for those guys at this point. Probably not, but uh, you think it's any more for Finland? Um. Well, no, that's my point, that the that at, the, at this age, this is these got to be guys that are very inconsistent. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, at that age, but... Um... You know, I mean, I think they, like all American-born players, they, they will believe they're better than this. Um, and well, I'm sure they'll respond against uh, well, Chechi. Well, well, I mean, listen, Chechi is doing a number on Germany right now when I turned it off. Um, we should ask, by the way, um, if this is the best team ever assembled. We, Even though they're he's in Edmonton now, uh, maybe we should ask Mark Stewart and uh, <laughs> um, about that. Ryan Suter about that. Patrick Eves about that. Zach Parisi about that. Uh, Ryan Kessler about that. James okay, Wisniewski about that. Hold on uh, Al Montoya you're, about that. 
you're listing off a lot of great players, and I'm not going to argue that point a bit. I'm talking about one to sixty. These guys didn't have That's sixty people about. there. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, That's what please! I'm talking about. Oh, jeez! Really? Together, you put thirty guys together. Oh. Put, even if it had been thirty, Paul, there was not. There, there's never been a year that there's been thirty of this seriously? caliber. Yeah, seriously, because that you. Could tell, oh. Hey, how can you explain how the the last guy added to the roster turned out to be the best player on the team? He's not going to get a chance to play because of his injury, but he was the best player all week, and it wasn't just me that said that. By the way, I'm going to ask his brother yeah, played on the team, so we're going to ask David Carl about that team too, since his brother Matt <laughs> played on that team too. So let's go. <laughs> they didn't need uh, to invite sixty. There was no COVID back then. Guys. You're trying to tear down these guys that were really no, I'm not hardworking guys. I'm not. They, they deserve the accolades. They deserve the opportunity to prove it. To go out and win the gold medal. Ah, and, ah see, uh, that's different. And then see what they can do. That's that's that different. No, no, that's different. Really good players. That's different. Do they deserve to go out there and show that maybe they are the best team, and maybe? In hindsight, we'll say, yeah, this actually might have been because there are one, two, three, um, four guys in this team that are not yet draft eligible until next year. Okay. Um, a lot of second, third, and first round picks on this roster. I'm not questioning that, but let them play first. Right, well, Before you I'm say not, this is the best team ever, let them play. Uh, no, no, no. I said the best team assembled for the evaluation camp. I didn't say they were the best team ever. I said the best team assembled for an evaluation camp because when you, you saw you, the eyes and heard the voices of the coaches, they were in awe of the opportunity to be able to look at this many players. Nate Lehman said it directly to me on camera. He said, you know, it was so much fun to look at these players that I probably would was. not have seen before or wouldn't have been able to consider for my roster because of the way it is. So it's a number of factors that played into it. That number one, like we just talked about, it was 60 players coming together, and they could choose from all 60 for the 22 uh, team yeah, because they I were all eligible for 22. Um, and so they – that's what I'm talking about. Is that this is unusual? It's never happened before. It's unprecedented that you build a team for August and you build a team for December, and some of these guys will play on both. Uh, five in, five months apart. Uh, Bobby Brink that, played on two, but he played them two separate years. Well, assuming that, assuming that they are eligible. I mean, you could see a Logan Cooley playing on both teams. Uh, you could see a Charlie Strammel play on both teams. Um, I, uh, trying to get the birth years down. Maybe a Frank Nazar. Anybody that plays in this August tournament that's eligible to play in December is going to get a, a heavy, heavy look. Yeah, they'd have to make a a bunch of big mistakes to not be considered. Because, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Because we all know how coaches value experience. Of course. So, Especially international experience. And it'll have been such a short period of time. Right. So. Anyway, 
that that's that's my point is that you know we'll see what they do you have to like you just said you have to play the games you have to see what you uh, do at the end um we do know a couple of things i think that we can say for certain um the offense is really good the defense is really good and we're not sure what we have in goaltending we hope that they're going to be uh guys that can to rise to the occasion so to speak uh one of them is going to be a colorado college goaltender um, after this tournament's over, that being well, Caden Emberico. Well, that's um, it, right? I mean, as you look down this roster, that's where the question mark is. Coaches will never tell you that, but that's where it is. Oh, yeah. They, well, they, they won't tell you on the record, but they <laughs> they told me off the record. <laughs> well, they're, yeah. they're, are you sure? They're, because if you're telling me something they told you off the record, then they, then you're kind of screwing them, right? Well, they're they're concerned. They're they're not worried. They're just concerned about the depth. Um, and and one coach told me that, you know, we, we don't have a Spencer Knight walking through that door. So well, they don't. To, but you know, Spencer have to coach them up, and right. we're going to have to get some help from the forwards and the defensemen to make their life a little easier. Well, that's it. That's how you, that's how you do this, right? I mean, uh, first of all, Spencer Knight had to earn his way to being quote Spencer Knight. Yeah, he he did, but he had an awful lot of talent, raw talent coming well, in. Well, so too, these made guys, it not not Spencer Knight talent. Wow. Uh, Drew Camesso, uh, Spencer Knight. There, there's the the coach that I talked to gave me about five names of players that were better than the goaltenders they have right now coming in. He said that doesn't mean that we can't win with the guys that we have. It's just that it's going to take a little bit more uh, of a team effort. Even Nate Lehman told me that on camera. Well, listen, the, the thing about the this is, is going to have to be a team. You're not going to have a, a Sidney Crosby on a Canadian team that's just going to go out and dominate or a Connor Bedard or whoever it might be that can take over games. This American team is going to have to win with uh, a team. Well, that's just it, right? They, they, they'll, they'll have a chance to let the goalie break in, so to speak, by playing that team game. Yep. That's exactly, and that's what they were working on uh, pretty much the four days that I was there was uh, trying to develop team chemistry and trying to um, <clears throat> bring everything together on and off the ice. And that, you know, I mean, I thought the shootout was the most telling part of uh, what I saw in Sunday's scrimmage. The opportunity to see these guys uh, under pressure, if you will, and they gave five rounds to uh, – to let them see what they could do. And it was, uh, it was good. I thought Emberico was really good. Um, he was scored on twice out of five shots. Um, they were both by, by NCHC players in uh, Carter Mazur and his own Hunter McCown. So um, hopefully he doesn't have to face them again. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you know. not in this tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway, you know. So, so we'll get into that in a minute. I want to just finish up on the uh, Halinka Gretzky uh, part of it. So we talked about maybe, maybe they are just, you know, they're seventeen-year-old kids. Um, well, that's just it. I mean, you know, when you're looking at it, I'm not going to sit here and say I know any of these names. Do you know where any of them are from? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of them is from about a half hour from me. 
<laughs> I was talking about the Minnesota kids that are littered all over it. <laughs> Where? Who? What? Well, let's just put it this Eddie, way. Eddie Christian, are you listening? Let's just put it this way. I'm sitting here and reading the, 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 the game story on USA Hockey about the Germany game. Chicago, Northport, New York, Akasani, New York, uh, Amherst, New Hampshire, uh, Orchard Park, New York, Wilmington, Delaware, Duxbury, Mass, uh, Livingston, New Jersey, Naperville, Illinois. That's what, about eight or nine names? Oh, there. We finally get a Moorhead kid. There you go. One Minnesota <laughs> kid. There we go. Now we're talking. Okay. Oh, so wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. There's two more. Uh, Rosemount. So that's two. And Beach Park, Illinois. So two out of about 15. What, what about today? Let's you read see. Today's today. story yet? Oh, wait. Hamburg. Clarence Center, New York. Old Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, more Amherst, New Hampshire, more Akasani, New York, uh, Northport, New York, again, the Long Island kid, uh, Hamilton, Montana. So, yep. Nope. Sorry. No Minnesota Did they win or today. Lose today. They lost today. Oh, okay. Just checking. No, they, they did outshoot the Finns 31 to 23. So just checking though. They, no, they I get it, today. but I don't see any, you know. <laughs> I'm Not there. Just, I'm just teasing. Um, anyway, Five Nations starts um, in Colorado Springs on the 9th, the same day that the WJC starts in um, Edmonton and Red Deer. So that'll be interesting. Those are even younger, Paul. <laughs> Those are 15-year-old kids. I can't wow. even imagine what we're going to see uh, on the ice in uh, at, at Ed Robeson Arena, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing that too, because uh, that's really when they start to get eyeballs put on them. And today is another significant day. What day is today besides August 1st in the um, NCAA world? Oh, in the NCAA. I No, yeah. I just, I have friends that have birthdays today. So I thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> now, this is the first day that, that high school juniors can announce their commitment. To play yeah, I've seen, I've seen some. Hockey. I've seen yeah. some, and and the crazy part about this is, did and, you know and, any of them? No, no, <laughs> I didn't no. Either. <laughs> um, here's here's what I'll say about this, you know, and 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 it's been brought up. This is not. I'm not revealing anything new here. Um, these guys are three, four, five years away from joining these teams, <laughs> and that's just. Well, let, let me tell you about that. I had a visit I, I, I just... the coaches at Lindenwood today, and that topic came up, and they were talking about recruiting, and they were saying, like, you know, you go out and get this kid, and five years later, you're not sure if if he wants to still come to play for you or you still want him to come play for you. He used Wisconsin as an example. He said, I think Wisconsin has 37 commits. We all know that they can't all be on the roster. But they're all committing right now, which means that a bunch of them are going to scatter, either being by told to scatter or because they see the handwriting on the wall. Oh, so, well, listen, I, I haven't you can commit, and that's a big day for a, a person to commit to a college. Um, like you just said, it's way, way early in the process. You know, are, are there going to be 
a lot of these kids that say, I, this is where I wanted to be. Um, and, and I'm going, but in three or four years, and, and this is why coaches will tell athletes, not just hockey coaches, but all collegiate coaches don't commit to me, commit to the school. Right. Because yep. if you don't like the school, no matter how much you love me, it doesn't matter. You're not going to. Because in the end, that's what you're committing to is the school. Especially, right. and, and especially the in ball. hockey. <laughs> well, look, forget the end. I'm, not... I'm joking. I'm joking. I said to throw it out there to rally up a little bit. It, it just the, 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 the fact of, I mean, Holy smokes, I'm 58 and I change my mind all the time. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I mean, it's it's almost a little ridiculous um, to let them commit so early. And I don't know if coaches take it all that seriously. Like, do they, do they look back at it and go like, yeah, he committed to me five years ago and he stayed true and he's great and we took him and everything. Well, I think they there's, do. There's some of them that do. I think they do. I mean, but there's we've a had... bunch that don't. Of course. And it works both ways. We know that. But I just think it's it, it's, it's too early. It's weird. Yeah, it's too early and it's weird to have kids that young making that kind of a decision. It's a life-changing decision for them. And for them to make that at that age, um, that there can be a lot of reasons why they think they want to go to a certain place. Some of them stick true to it. Some of them just realize that, whoa, that's not it. That's not it for me. Or you know, um, maybe they get different players between the time that you commit as a junior in high school and the time you finally arrive on campus. Maybe well, it doesn't not, fit anymore. It's not even that. I mean, forget about the head coaches. Who does most of the recruiting? Oh, it's always it's always the assistants that make at least and, the majority of the visits until the until the kids ready to sign on the dotted line. Well, and 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 assistant coaches move around more than head coaches. Sure. Yeah. So it's in in a strange way, these guys, these kids are committing to these assistant coaches. Yeah, as, I mean, as much as more than anything else. Now, I don't know when they are allowed to start having official visits. Yeah, I don't know that either, but that would be. That's even crazier because you have to give kids time for that. So are these kids taking official visits as high school freshmen and sophomores? I come on. I don't believe so. I don't believe, you know, it's, and it's not like, and this is specifically for hockey because most of these players will go to play juniors before they go to play college hockey. So, you know, the, these these kids are making these decisions at 16 for when they're 20 years old. Yeah, it, it's it's too early. Let's just say that and, and leave it at that. It's too early. Um, I don't even know where to go from, from this standpoint because um, 
amongst the other conversation that I had today was um, with the assistant coaches and the head coach at the university. I won't say where. All right. Well, hold on a second, though. Hold on a second. Just one last thing. Yeah. And, and I'm listen, this is the way it's always been done. And, and I'm not sure I don't want to sit here and because I'm not griping. I'm just expressing thoughts. Yeah, but to just yeah, do that without, say, offering any solutions, because I'm not sure there are any. Yeah, because you more. can't dictate whether a kid goes to play juniors or goes into college straight from high school now i i i I, without looking it up most of the kids that go straight from high school not all i would say a big chunk though most of those kids that are going straight from straight into college at 18 are usually guys that are the uber talented guys yeah yeah, you don't see many of them. But you don't see a lot of that. Even with right. the even with all the guys that you see that are if you go and look at this world junior roster, only four of which by the way out of 27 are from Minnesota. Um <laughs> Most of these guys all play junior hockey. Even all the first round picks, most of them yep. all play junior hockey. Yeah. So it doesn't happen that often. So that makes it so I'm not sure if there is an answer. But well, only, I don't I don't want to question that, it without without admitting I don't have an answer. The only answer that you could possibly have is if you make it like the draft where you're not draft eligible until X whether that's 18 or whatever. <clears throat> if you can say that you can't commit to a college until X whether that's a senior in high school, you got to stop the juniors from allowing them to commit, stop the universities from being able to take them. But that, that's what's leading me into this next topic. The topic today I had with the coaches were we were talking about the portal. And and they said, yeah, you know, we, we looked at the portal and we, we go, oh, we identified this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And by the time we reach out to them, they're already gone. They're already committed. So it sounds to me like things are happening in the back channels. And they wow. asked me, and they asked me, they said, do you think that it's the, the players that are doing this? And I'm going like, really, guys? <laughs> yes, of course, it's the players that are having the conversations to bring people. That's where it starts, right? I want to play with so-and-so. So-and-so wants to play with me. How do we, how do we make this happen? That, that can happen as back channels, and especially with the opportunity to transfer as easy as it is right now. And with the opportunity to get multiple uh, multiple seasons, if you will, or extra season uh, with the uh, with the fifth year graduate, and then obviously the COVID, which is going to end here in a year or two. But okay, well, all right. I, I don't know if you want to get into this and 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 take a break first, or or go into this and we can do it in a, in a little bit. But I, I don't know if there's any way to stop that. No, there, there is no way to stop it because talking, we, and that's the discussion today was we're not talking about that, but they're, they're going like, okay, well, we're looking in the portal and it's really uh, kind of useless to us because the guys in the portal, it, it's more advantageous to have our players that like it here 
reach out to certain players themselves and say, you know, hey, come play with me at X school. As well, isn't that to, as opposed to the coach reaching out to him and say, hey, I see your name is in the portal. Let me tell you about our university. Because wow. he said, but he said, this coach told me by the time it gets to that stage, the kid's already committed somewhere, and I haven't even got a shot to tell him about my university. Well, first anyway, of all, I, I just thought I, it was an interesting no, no, no. conversation. No, no, I, well, it is, and we—I don't think we've had that conversation, so that's why uh, I, you know, I didn't—I don't know where it, where it would end up, so that's why I, you know I suggested maybe we take a break first. Yeah. but that's fine. well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's about time for a break anyway, so let's just go in about a minute early. And then okay. uh, we'll come back out and talk about it. All right. We'll be back in about three minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. Vegas two years running 
So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Monday night, which means it is time for Analytics and Eyeballs. We're about halfway through the show tonight. Scott Strandy with you in Kansas City, Missouri, in this beautiful hotel of uh, Caesars property, the Harris, Kansas City. My co-host, as always, about 10 feet below sea level, out there avoiding the sharks on Long Island, Paul Hornstein. Um, Paul, we, we took a break. Uh, we came back because we wanted to discuss uh, exactly what we were talking about with the portal. And do coaches really have the chance, or is it already done by the players themselves? Well... I don't think, and 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 I'll start with this. We obviously know uh, that the portal is not settled yet. Everybody is still trying to figure out how to use quote the portal, how to set it up so that it's not the quote wild west. Um, I don't think there's any question that no matter how it comes down in the end with the various committees that are going on right now and rule changes and possible rule changes, that there's always going to be the back channel stuff between players. As you hear, when you have entered, how many guys did you interview this week? 11. 11 guys. <laughs> I, I, I would venture to say eight of them talked about how they've been playing with some of these guys forever and ever and ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, are have we gotten to the point where um, it's like the NBA where guys are saying, hey, let's make a super team with free agents? No. But do players influence their friends or answer the questions and be like, yeah, let's go hang, let's go play here? Of course that happens. There's no question about it. Wait, let me let me interject something. Now, on, now does that mean the coach doesn't have a chance? No, but, but before we get to that, let, you know, there are some examples, and you and I have talked about this, and I'm not going to throw names out there because it's not fair, but um, there are some examples that you and I talked about and said, wow, it really makes sense why X didn't go play with Y. They, they played together when they were kids. They're really good friends. They do this and they do that. Well, it's really funny that X didn't go play with Y. Um, so you have that. Then you have other ones where you go, wow. How did X take Y, Z, A, F, and, uh, you know, how did how did this one guy convince a half a dozen to uh, to come play with him? And, and that's, so th is, there's all different kinds of variables out there. 
Right. And and the coach has to sign off on it. These guys can't just go, hey, coach, uh, I'm bringing XX and X with me and uh, hope you got room for them. That, that doesn't happen, obviously. So well, the, the coaches do have to get involved at some point. Right. But I think but they're not the discussion the... today was they weren't the starting point. Correct. Correct. They are not the starting point. Because first my, of all, my thought on that, and then you can go into this, this point that you're going to make. Uh, my point on that is that you can bring as many talented young players together, but if they can't play on the same team and they don't have the cohesiveness, you, I told you this, that I saw it last year. So evident at it, uh, what Denver did to win a national championship, that group was together in August and they were all on the same page. And if you remember, or you heard some of the interviews I did today or this past week with the Denver kids, I asked them about winning the national championship. And almost everyone, if not everyone, to a man said that the best thing about winning the championship was doing it with their friends and, and seeing something that started almost a year earlier come to fruition. Well, I, I at least as far as we know, People on the inside have taken notice of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there are a there are a couple of places that we know of that are doing something similar, if not exactly what they did. Right. Um, because you can't really mandate that somebody stay. Because those guys at Denver weren't mandated to say they decided to do it. Yeah, they did it on their own. Did it on their own. You know, whatever the motivating factor was, they did it. Okay. Um, so there's that. Okay. And that takes good locker room. Yep. Takes a great locker room. Right, so there, there's, so um, coaches have to learn how to use a portal too, because it's not just because, like you said, the coach has to sign off on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now, how does that work? Do 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 some kids say, uh, "I want to come check the place out"? Because I don't think you can take an official visit. What so, do you mean, official visit? Well, it's not like you could take an official visit when you're being recruited before you commit to any school. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, maybe you made a road trip with your team to one of to the place you ended up transferring to. And you're like, wow, this campus is great. Uh, I know guy A, B, and C on this team. Uh, I'm not too happy right now. Maybe I can play more there or I just need a change of scenery or whatever, you know, whatever the usual lines are. Okay. Um, but once again, also, there has to be room on the roster. And we also see different, like, we also see teams doing it differently. Like Denver is taking one or two guys just to fill a, quote, need. Right. Um, you know, so there's that. 
And we also faced the possibility of unlimited transfers. Yeah, see that they, that's they were the talking about right. that with the transformation committee. And I'm all for guys transferring one time. Yep, I am too. I'm all for I, that. I, yep, it's a four year deal, right? So if you transfer one time without punishment, I'm all for that. Uh, if you yeah. go somewhere um, after four years and you want to spend your one grad year somewhere, I'm all for that too. But this yeah. just picking up and moving from from spot to spot every year just it's not good for the game. It's not it's good not. for the student athlete. It's not good for the coach. It's not good for anybody. It's just well, uh, it's just uh, becomes chaos. Right. It's 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 you know it, uh, if you want to alter it a little bit and say uh, you know a, a kid transfers from one school to another. And let's just say a kid's got two years left to play. Okay. And in that, and after that first year, the coach gets fired or takes another job. If you want to talk about that, giving a guy the right to transfer again, okay. We can have that discussion. I think that's a legitimate debate to have. Um, the only thing that, that at the same time, unfortunately, that, that they were talking about unlimited transfers, they were also talking about making the transfer portal have specific periods of time. And unfortunately, you, they, 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 they seem to be coupled together. You can't have one without the other. Right. Why? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> you know, and I understand this is all has to do with football. I get it. Okay. But you can say, hey, when your season's over, you have 45 days. Yeah. I, I Or 30 I think, days to go into the portal. Yeah, and, I think that's legitimate. I mean, you and I looked at that portal and we said, you know, these guys – if, if you're serious about moving somewhere, the guys that are serious about moving somewhere are snapped up in a matter of days. They don't need 30 or 45 days. It, it's the guys that hang in there that, that maybe are unhappy with their playing time, but really don't have another place to go. And they're just hoping. Well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, up. hold on. Time out, time out. When I say 30 days, 30 days from the end of the season to decide whether or not to go into the portal. Right. And then after that 30 days is up, now you take obviously the, 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 the sport championship into consideration. And, you know, so Denver wins the Frozen Four on April 15th, right? I'm just throwing it. That might not yeah. be the date. I'm just picking yeah, it. I know. I know. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, the guys in that, championship game have not had a chance to make that decision yet on those teams so on may 15th if you are on those teams you have to make your decision to enter the portal or not june 1st to july 1st if you're going to transfer that's when you have to do it yeah 
I, I don't see what's wrong with that. Or May 15th to June 15th. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong with that. Um, that gives everybody a chance to make that decision. That gives everybody a chance to to go in or not go in. And we don't have we don't have the portal being open all basically all not not basically all season, but a, a good chunk of time. And you don't have guys or the you know, you know, we're not still hearing about guys transferring six, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks, eleven weeks after the portal opens. Yeah. Yep. Man, we're solving a lot of problems tonight. If the NCAA is listening, they should be paying they us. They can just take care of things in like no time. <laughs> well, I think, Paul, and this is the interesting part of it. As you know, we added some teams this year. We added three teams to our, our coverage area. So now we have seven. And I commented to you off the, uh, off the air. I said, it's really uh, kind of fun, if I can use that word, because all seven teams are so different. They're all well, playing true. NCAA championship or NCAA hockey. They're all competing for an NCAA championship, but they all have different paths to take. And I'll give you a couple examples. Chris Mayotte uh, is building a program at Colorado College. He didn't take anybody from the portal. None. No. He wants to build it from the ground up with his guys and learning it his way on the Colorado College way. Denver, as you already stated, they plucked one or two just to fill some needs from guys that graduated or moved on to professional hockey early. Um, so they knew exactly what they wanted here and there. Um, you look at a team like Lindenwood and a team like Anchorage, they had to go to the portal. Sure. They had to grab players because they had to, they're a startup. They needed guys. Yeah, and some you can't go in experience. you can't yeah. go in with all inexperienced or first-year NCAA players. You just can't do that. Okay. So so that leaves us with two teams that I think are going to be the most interesting to watch this year, and that being our guest from last night, Eric Largen, and my black eyes are now healing. Uh, but anyway, Eric Largen from uh, Alaska, Fairbanks, um, told us how he was doing it because he had a team last year that came together at about the right time, and they very nearly snuck into the pairwise and got into the tournament. They were really close at one point later in the season. Yeah, I so think they were they were somewhere in the in the low twenties, which is yeah, I pretty think darn good. Twenty two, actually. I don't remember. Um, I, I you could. I'm not. I, I don't want to. I know they were in the twenties at some point. Yeah, yeah. So so he's got a different idea of what he wants to do for this upcoming season, uh, and then you look at Arizona State. They went again and took, what, five, six players uh, from the yes. portal that they think are going to make them instantly better. Um, and and they're, they're mixing and matches with a bunch of guys. I, I, don't, I still don't know how all these guys are going to find playing time because there's Gosh. how many, six, seven, eight freshmen? Uh, something in that neighborhood. And, and they went, even though they went to the portal again this year, they did it completely different. Yes, yes, they took took guys that had more than one year in most cases. And, yeah, I don't think uh, they took anybody that had one year left. Uh, Master Stramoni. No, he's not. He's got two years left. Does he have two? At least. Okay, I didn't think so. I thought he had just one, but no. Okay, I'm pretty sure he was a sophomore last year at at, at BU. Okay, 
well, then I stand corrected. Um, so anyway, well, aren't you yeah, sitting? They, they took a uh, no. I'm standing. Really? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm sitting. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I think that's the interesting. Well, let, let, let's know, let's. I don't let's know put if it this you way. look at any other conference call in NCAA hockey anywhere right. that has, and I know we don't have a conference, but we've got seven teams that all have different, unique. Uh, ways of doing what they're doing, all trying to get to the same spot. Right. Well, let's. I want to. I want to make sure that people understand that we're accurate. Okay. Uh, Master Simone is going to be a senior this year, okay. but he still has a chance to play two more years because he has the COVID year. Senior year and COVID year. Okay. So I'm just yeah. wanted to point that out. Okay. Well, I knew I thought he was older than a sophomore, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to say anything. But anyway, um, as we look at the way things are are being put together, I just think it's so neat, um, if that's a word I can use, also to see the different paths that that people are taking uh, to accomplish the same goal. They all want to win a national championship. It's it's how do we get there? How, what's best for our university? What's best for our program? What's best for our location? whether it be Alaska or Arizona State or Colorado College or Air Force. And I purposely left the Air Force out because we know they, they don't have uh, any opportunity in the portal. Um, and really transfers are hard too because you got to commit to the Air Force first. Yeah, well, listen, we're, whatever we talk about, okay, uh, Air Force is always the exception to every one of these rules. Yeah. Or every one and, of these things that we're talking about. Know that. I didn't want somebody to say, hey, you're not mentioning Air Force because I left them out completely for that reason. Yeah, and there's there's, not there's to say just that they're not going to be a heck of a hockey team and have a shot at winning the national championship, too. You know, we, I listen, we, we know they're going to be a, a more experienced team this year and we know how they play and we know what they do. Um, you know, we, we know that more often than not, their goal is to peak at the end of the season, and they usually do. Yep. You know, um, you know, and they they'll they'll go as far probably as 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 guy blessing takes them. <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, did you already Alex did Schilling you already did. anoint him? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can. I'm not the coach. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> okay. uh, but they're going to have a lot of experience coming back. And a lot of young experience, too, by the way. It's not like they're they're going to be they're loaded up with seniors. A lot of they do have some seniors on the back end, but. Um, you know, they a bunch of juniors and a bunch of sophomores. Um, which means that not only will they be dangerous this year. But they're set up for a nice two-year run here if they get the goaltending. Yep. So. Um, and, and by the way, that, that kind of led us into tomorrow night's guest, uh, Drew Baudette, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, will be joining us from Air Force. And, man, I, I don't know about you, but I've already got questions in my head that I want to ask him, and I cannot wait to bring him on and find out because you know, I'll just tease it. The, the one question that I'm concerned with, you have you have Air Force um, 
strong, right? Or whatever you want to call becoming a, an Air Force cadet. But how do you make an Air Force cadet strong and Air Force hockey player cadet strong? Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously that's um, there are there are different needs for these players. Um, the one thing you don't have to do is worry about them being in shape. Right. That's Whether they're specifically in hockey shape. Right. Or not. You could sit there and say, okay, well, how do you do that? But what but, I'm curious to ask him is we know they're going to be in shape, but does that change how he works them out as hockey players? Because we'll everybody coming in, in shape is in shape, but it's a different kind of in shape if you're 5'8, 165, or if you're 6'2, you know, 190. It's a two yeah. different kinds of shape. So yeah. that's kind of well, what I'm, I'm interested to find out right off the get go. Fortunately, um, for 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 him, there's not most of these guys are not that small, right? Coming in, yeah. Uh, you know, I think as as I look at 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 one version of the roster, they only have one guy at five eight. You know, one guy at five, a couple of five nines. Uh, most of these guys are five ten, five eleven, six foot. So. Um, there's room for growth, but at the same time, uh, specific growth probably in this case. So we're going to find out. I mean, I can't answer your question. That's for darn sure. No, I was just throwing it out there as for, uh, uh, for a well, topic of discussion. Well, hopefully he's listening and he can, he can plan <laughs> his answer. I don't think he needs to plan his answer. I think he'll be oh. able to tell us. Right out the get-go. He's done it for a little while. He's familiar with these guys. He knows what, what he's dealing with. I just think it's unique in the fact that we've had, what, four four now? This will be five strength coach, I think. And um, they've all had different ways of approaching things. Again, they're getting the same result. They, they want to have the best athletes ready to go to prevent injury and to prevent and uh, give longevity. And I don't know if you saw... I don't think he did, but uh, I haven't put it up yet. But um, I, I was over at Adrian College, ACHA uh, and NCAA Division Three, and I had the right. captain of the ACHA D1 team with me, and he was showing me the locker rooms. And we walked past the door, and he just kind of shuffled right by it. And I said, oh, 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 stop here. I said, you got you to gotta tell me what's behind this door. And it, it said the athletic trainer. And, and he <laughs> said, I skipped by that on purpose because – I don't ever want to be in that room. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean a superstitious hockey player? Uh, yeah. yeah, imagine that. I just I'm thought that shocked. was hilarious. He said I skipped by that room because I don't want. I haven't been in there much, and I don't want to go in there much. <laughs> well, listen, I don't. I let's let's face all athletes are superstitious in one way or another. Yeah. So, and, and um, on the other to, on the other token, one of the first rooms he saw was the laundry room, and he tried to lock me in there to keep doing the laundry. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's a smart kid. That kid's probably Kelvin scholar. Nolan, I appreciate you, my friend. You're awesome. <laughs> I, I will anyway. say this. Okay. Um, and 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 see, now I sit here, and, and, and because now my mind is focused on it, you know, we, we, we've talked about how you have to, 
uh, trained for the altitude. Right. We talk about Denver and Colorado College. You have to do that for Air Force, too. But now you also have to train for these guys going up in the planes. Yeah. So I don't know if that changes anything out there. I mean, that's another question I guess we can ask, and I don't want to – I'd like to say I don't want to give it all away for tomorrow night, but that question just popped into my head now uh, that, that I haven't even thought no, about tomorrow night. I mean, that that we don't have the answers because he's not on the show yet. So right. people want to tune in tomorrow to get, get the answers to these questions we have. I'm just saying, like, um, Air Force is, it, as you pointed out already, very unique in the fact that they're different than the other six schools we cover. And a lot of things that we say and talk about doesn't apply to them, but yet they no, still play doesn't. on Friday and Saturday nights against the other teams. They're going to play Colorado college. They're going to play air force or uh, they're going to play Denver. They're going to play Maine. They're going to play Notre Dame. So they still play them. It's just the fact that they're doing it with, uh, with different, and I don't even want to call them limitations, just different guidelines. Yeah. Not limitations. Guidelines is a good word. So I, I think that's that's cool. Um, a couple of things I just want to update on the uh, World Juniors. Um, I don't know why Shai Booyam was taken off the roster. He was on it yesterday, off today. I can only assume because I haven't gotten any answers yet, and I hate assuming, but um, I, I, I believe it must be either an illness or an injury um, that's keeping him from, from being on yeah, the what roster. Else, what else he could earned it be? The spot. He earned the spot. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was the coach's decision at this point. I don't think they would have put him on, taken him off after a day. Uh, but anyway, um, so so that's uh, a little disappointing for, for DU because they did have uh, Shai and Sean and Carter Mazur and uh, their other player that was there, other two players, uh, Jack Devine will more than likely be on the 23 team because of his age. And um, Aiden Thompson, as we know, uh, suffered a knee on knee injury with about six minutes to play in the scrimmage yesterday, and the Heat definitely will not be participating this uh, this uh, World Junior Championship. So, well, disappointed we in that. Also, Luke Tuck. Um, if you haven't heard, Luke Tuck did suffer an upper body injury on Friday, and uh, did leave uh, to go home for treatment. So he right. also is unavailable. Well, here's the thing. I uh, I, I think they they. They they replaced Shai Bouyam with Aiden Hreshka. Yeah. Yes, Chuck. Yeah. And he um, scored two goals, by the way, and he was the extra defenseman. <laughs> well, here's the thing about that: he they, two out of they, three. They took they took Bouyam and replaced him with another lefty. Yeah. So I. Well, that lefty righty thing, Paul. Just just take it right out of your head because it means nothing to I these can't. guys. It it I doesn't, know, but, but I I I watch too many games, and I'm not saying that he's not worthy of being on the team. I'm just saying I'm surprised. Yeah, why? And I think I think uh, Eric Largen told us that last night. He said no, he did. Really... There's no listen. There's no question about that. I mean, no, but even the defense, because you said F one, F two, F three, and he said sure, but he said if you're talking about a five man unit, it's really F one, two, three, four, and five. So. They, they can all play different positions. One thing wow. I noticed an awful lot in the scrimmage, too, Paul, and I know you've seen this a lot watching other levels of hockey, but, man, they rotated. If, if the defenseman went down deep, uh, there was another forward taking his spot just like that. I mean, it was automatic. And when I talk about structure, 
that's what I saw the last two days of camp was a whole bunch of structure. And that's why the, uh, the inner squad scrimmages were very tightly contested. Well, listen, if you don't do that, you're not playing. Right. But I mean, it's still, you, you can want to do it, but being able to do it is another thing. And these guys were able to do it. That's hockey sense, right? That's, that's knowing when, when it's your turn to be back there and well, uh, or whether you ice, have to cover it's so ice that's away. why I don't think the right left matters. I well, really don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be, it's, it's something that I am definitely going to watch more of as we get started here in the season. Because as I watch games, now remember, you can do this with the World Junior Team because if you have Tyler Clevin and Jack Pert as your two left-handed defensemen on the ice, once again, uber-talented, very talented guys, where it's probably much more seamless. When you're talking about guys that aren't at that level, it might make a difference. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. But so, I think at this point, you, you know, you're you're going to take the best players, no matter if they're right or left-handed. You're just going to say, I can't leave this kid off the roster because he's, I have too many lefties or I have too many righties. I have to put him on the roster because he's one of the best 22 or 25 players. Like I said, so anyway, this is something that I'm going to watch once well, again now night, as the season goes on. Tomorrow night, College Hockey West Live, the uh, strength and conditioning coach from the Air Force will be joining us. Drew Audette is scheduled to join us, I should say. Nice. And um, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by Drurians and Suites. Drury Plaza Lake Bonavista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership, but you must see one of the stores for details. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplement to your fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios 
is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, I will say that we were anticipating having Chris Bay from Magnus Mayhem on. He had a little bit of an injury today playing hockey. I told him, you got to stay off the ice, man. <laughs> Especially on game day when you're coming on the podcast. So, well, yeah, that's basically anyway, it. Stay hope- off the ice when you're coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully Chris is feeling better. We miss him. We'll have him back on as soon as uh, he feels better. And uh, we have some time to do that tomorrow night. As I said, we'll have uh, the strength and conditioning coach scheduled to come on from Air Force. Drew Bodette's going to join us. And uh, we will uh, we'll go from there. But uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.